On this week's XJ Talk Show, we find out a little more about Camp Jeep and Tread Lightly turns 25. We'll mention how you guys can get involved. We answer some voicemail tech questions about transfer cases. We spread some of that YouTube love and share a recent review as well. I'll talk about Jeep care covering the do's and don'ts of Jeep soft top maintenance. All that Amazon You Bought What and some chit chat about all kinds of Jeep stuff on the next XJ Talk Show. The XJ Talk Show is for entertainment purposes only. Any advice or information provided on this show should be verified by alternative sources prior to making any changes or modifications to your vehicle. We are not experts, just people that enjoy the Jeep hobby and don't mind talking endlessly about it. P.S. We love you. Welcome to the XJ Talk Show. You are listening to the Jeep Cherokee Premier Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Tony and Josh. Take it away, boys. First week in G. Hey, gearheads, it's the very start of show season. And what sparks it off every year first? Well, the international auto shows, of course. And if you're lucky enough to have the auto show come to your town already, well, then you've undoubtedly seen Camp Jeep. Now, I got to throw out a quick disclaimer here and say for those who have not seen it in person, it's not the adrenaline-filled, week-long, octane-laced off-road adventure extravaganza we are all probably imagining in our heads as some sort of dream adult summer camp for the Jeep enthusiasts. But it's still pretty cool nonetheless. You may remember a few weeks back Jeep Mama recalling her experience through Camp Jeep at the auto show in her hometown. I figure a little recap won't hurt. Camp Jeep is a full-size live obstacle course that Jeep set up at auto shows to let showgoers ride in full line of Jeep models and feel literally the ability of stock Jeeps to deal with low traction situations and off-road challenges. The most jarring version, visually, is the outdoor layout at the New York Auto Show, an area in front of the Jacob Javits Center. It's a compressed bit of the Australian Outback in downtown Manhattan. Pretty cool, actually. Jeep owners, meanwhile, can get a serious taste of actual off-roading by attending regional Jeep Jamboree events. There, they can run their vehicles through streams and up and down steep, slick hills, traversing side hills that tilt the vehicles at scary off-road camber angles. There are off-road coaches to brief the even the uh, most novice of drivers so they can keep the shiny side up as they trek through the woods or desert, depending on where the uh, event is located. The brand has hosted Jeep Jamboree events since 1953 when it ran the Rubicon Trail through the forbidding, trail of the Sierra, forbidding terrain of the Sierra Nevada Mountains on the border between California and Nevada. Look for Camp Jeep at UMCA upcoming auto shows in your area if you haven't already. And if you've had the experience like Tammy did with it, well, please consider giving us a call and sharing your thoughts on the matter. We'd love to hear all about it. Tread Lightly turns 25 years old this month. Tread Lightly has launched a new site called JoinTreadLightly.org. This is in honor of its 25th anniversary of supporting responsible outdoor recreation through ethics, education, and stewardship initiatives. I myself have been involved personally with Tread Lightly as one of Oregon's few tread trainers. For the last couple of years, the, la- the nonprofit organization was founded in 1990 through a memorandum of understanding with the U.S. Forest Service and the Bureau of Land Management. JoinTreadLightly.org is a direct link to the organization's new member page where individuals can sign up for a range of memberships from $25 to $250 per year. 90% of funds that Tread Lightly raises go directly to supporting its mission of promoting responsible recreation through ethics education and stewardship initiatives. If that's not transparency for where the money's being spent... I don't know what is. Some of their 2014 highlights include the delivery of its educational and stewardship message to over 40 million outdoor recreationists across the country, as well as dedicating more than 370 volunteer hours, spreading Tread Lightly's outdoor ethic to an international community of outdoor enthusiasts. 
I'm very proud to have been able to contribute to some of those numbers in this last year. On top of that, Tread Lightly's Respected Access is open access campaign reached more than 20 million impressions through mass distribution of educational posters and outdoor public service announcements. Rounding out their 2014 highlights was their statewide partnership programs, Ride On Utah and Ride On Wyoming, reaching more than 10 million people, as well as coordinating restoration for recreation volunteer projects that help directly protect access to public lands. Tread Lightly represents a wide variety of outdoor activities, from off-road vehicles to hunting, horseback riding, and even geocaching. Tread, Lightly, Tread Lightly's work impacts recreation on both land and water, and they're representative of nearly every form of outdoor recreation. Growing the member base is priority that will help Tread Lightly continue to expand their research and do more good for all the recreational activities that we all enjoy. If you're still on the fence about becoming a Tread Lightly member, Here's some initiative that you guys don't want to ignore. Tread Lightly members receive various benefits, including discounts from partner companies like Falcon Tire, Discount Tire, Goal, Goal Zero, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Dodge. That's right. I did say Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Dodge. Any level of membership can not only get you a discount on a new Jeep, but also get you a discount on some new tires for it as well. When was the last time a membership to anything gave you those kinds of fringe benefits? So if you believe in having access to public land for recreational use, or if you hunt, fish, boat, hike, or wheel, then please go to jointreadlightly.org and get your membership right now. Hey, I want you guys to keep up the good work and keep those news tips and stories coming in, guys. If you would like to submit a story to be aired on This Week in Jeep, or if you have a response to any one of our stories, please give us a call or send us an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. The XJ Talk Show is now available on iTunes. Subscribe and leave a review. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating. We welcome and look forward to your questions and comments. Dial 530-675-4102 and leave your message on our 24 by 7 voicemail. XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tapa Talk app, then search for xjtalk. Take xjtalk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your xjtalk fix. <laughs> Tammy gets to follow the flush. Oh, I'm sorry, Tammy. Uh, start again, please. Dirty, but not all the time. I share with you how to keep your Jeep safe from the elements coming up later in our Wrangler Talk segment. Well, we're going to be looking forward to that. I want to hang, hang on a second, Josh. I, I didn't have your mic ready, uh, Tammy. Could you just do that one more time, please? Oh, yep. Hey, Tony and Josh, um, dirty Jeeps aren't always a good thing. Yeah, I know Jeeps are meant to be dirty, but not all the time. And I'm sharing with you how to keep your Jeep safe from the elements later in the Wrangler Talk segment. All right, guys. So, uh, yeah, I think you know everybody here, but uh, of course, Tammy is a, a new voice, a new face on the uh, on the podcast doing our Wrangler Talk segments. But just to give you an idea, you're uh, listening to uh, Tony. You know me as Mudroy on uh, xjtalk.com. And I am Josh. You guys know me as NW99XJ or Northwest99XJ over at xjtalk.com. And I'm Tammy, and I'm at www.jeepmama.com. Some people call me Jeep Mama or JM. And uh, we're going to be here to try to uh, infotain you 
uh, tonight about uh, Jeeps and uh, let you know about our, uh, I don't know, uh, all the places that we're at, Josh. Uh, we are on uh, xjtalk.com, xjtalkshow.com, and you can find us on the Twitter, you you youngins that uh, do that sort of thing. We uh, have the hashtag uh, uh, pound uh, xjtalkshow. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash xjtalk.page. You know, uh, I was uh, telling uh, Josh earlier today that uh, there was uh, somebody that actually was uh, uh, asking us if we had a, a Facebook page on uh, Wrangler Talk, and uh, we do. Uh, I never, well, I hardly ever talk about that one. Uh, Facebook.com uh, slash Wrangler Talk dot page. So uh, you can uh, find us, uh, gosh, all over the place. Yeah, we are all over the place. Of course, our YouTube channel as well. And and where you can find us every week as we broadcast the live show 10 p.m. Central every Thursday. And the spot that you want to go to get all the updates and, uh, of course, get your subscriptions going and uh, and where you can watch the show and interact with us live during the live show. And that is at xjtalkshow.com. And that's where you guys want to go each and every week. We encourage you to head there and make sure you guys are telling a friend as well. Yep, yep. So, uh, and uh, here's one of the reasons for our live audience that uh, we were so late getting started. Uh, other than me being late, uh, the uh, the voicemails we've got uh, quite a few tonight, and uh, let's get to them. Hey, this is Tony. Oh, I hit the button twice. Hey, this is Tony, and this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our twenty four seven voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, guys, this is Joe, and I'm on my way to work, and I've had my four eggs and a cup of coffee, and I I always love listening to your show, and uh, it was Tony and Jeep Mama this morning. Uh, but I just wanted to say that this weekend, uh, we had 10 inches of snow on the ground and I took my daughter out. She's 17 and we went out wheeling on a farm and, uh, you know, she was really excited and, you know, she was doing donuts out in the field and I filmed her and it was a really fun weekend in our XJ. But, uh, on the way out, we were going up a steep hill and, uh, slight traction problems, but not really bad. It was really good in the snow but it popped out of four-wheel high into two-wheel drive, and we got stuck. Um, I put it in the low. It was still not uh, engaging in the four-wheel drive. So uh, backed it. You know, I, I hopped in behind the wheel just to help her out, and I backed it back down the hill so we didn't get into any trouble. And when, when I got to the bottom, it was back in four-wheel drive. So I didn't know if you've got... Hey, guys, this is Joe. <laughs> and I called earlier, but I think I ran out of uh, cell reception. Um, but I ah. have a question for you. Um, my son has a Jeep Cherokee, and, you know, that's, you know, mine, you know, but I call it his, you know, because he drives it mainly. And my daughter's got her license, you know, and we were out playing in, it, uh, in the snow and stuff. And she wants to uh, change, you know, she, she saved her money up and wants a, uh, a Wrangler type CJ, you know, one of those Jeeps. And I like them too, but my wife thinks they're unsafe because they're open top possibilities. And I would like you guys' information, thoughts on whether they are actually more or less safe than an XJ. Just want your thoughts. Thanks. And you guys keep up the good work. Take care. Bye. 
Well, I wasn't planning on this, but since it's a Wrangler uh, a question, I think we'll go to Tammy right after we answer about the the first uh, one that the cell coverage kind of dropped. I think we got enough of it to to be able yep. to answer that one, Josh. No, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I, there's a couple things going on uh, with, with that now. Uh, my first indi- my, my first train of thought here is is transfer case. Now the uh, there's a fork that's inside the transfer case um, that uh, that moves you know across the gears that puts you into the either the four wheel uh, low or four wheel high etc. And there's these little neoprene not neoprene um, uh, they're plastic. like uh, they're not actual they're plastic, plastic but they look pads. like they're plastic yeah right it's like Teflon I think yeah. almost UHMW something like that um, and and those wear out over time. And, and if those wear, they, they kind of lose their track and, and they, and what will happen is you will pop out a four wheel drive very easily. And another thing that could happen is, is the chain inside the transfer case is stretched out. Now, uh, most Jeeps, most XJs rather have either the 231 or the 242 transfer case made by new venture or new process, uh, basically the same company. And, uh, and it's a chain driven transfer case. And after, you know, many, many miles, that chain does tend to get stretched out a little bit and can skip teeth. Um, there's one other thing that could be causing an issue, and that is the vacuum, um, the, the vacuum uh, the selection on the, uh, on, on the transfer case. The older XJs, um, the way that it told the front axle to engage and disengage and let you put, put the light on in the dash, let you know you're in four-wheel drive, is by vacuum. And uh, vacuum lines can crack and leak over time and cause some issues. Uh, it's just a small little solenoid type thing on the top of the transfer case. You can take a look at. They are replaceable, um, and so a couple things to look at there. It's not huge major, you know, major work. It sounds scary when I talk when I start talking about things like cracking open the transfer case and and replacing shift fork pads and stuff like that. As long as you you know are are fairly mechanically inclined and uh, and and really could do an oil change in your sleep type of uh, mechanically inclined, I'd say this is not above this. All you need is a good pair of snap ring pliers and uh, and you know taking some notes, taking some pictures along the way, really paying attention as to where things go and where they came from, and you can rebuild your transfer case very easily if that's what it comes down to. It could be just simple, something as simple as a cracked vacuum line as well. Yeah, really, all you need is a, a, a nice tube of uh, RTV to get things sealed back up and uh, mm. you do need to be careful with uh, the uh, the output seal <clears throat> on the transfer case because if you're not careful uh, you will uh, nick that thing and it will le- leak really badly so it's not yeah, a bad idea to, to have another seal ready to go go in there uh, i would replace the seal if absolutely you're, if you're taking the tail cone off because it will and they're like seven dollars yeah you'll uh, and you'll because you'll wind up having to take all that stuff apart again um, One but, last uh, the sna- thing: the snap rings are the worst part of it. So, yeah, and keeping everything in order, like what Josh was saying. So, taking notes and pictures is, is a good idea. One last thing, Joe, real quick before we move on to the to the next question is uh, the Z gate shift mechanism for the transfer case. Um, those can uh, come out of adjustment a little bit, so it could be just be a matter of needing to adjust that linkage a little bit. Right. Uh, and that is a single bolt. You can climb up underneath there. You can see where the linkage is coming through the body, uh, where you, uh, you know, from that shift handle. Uh, and, and there's lots of write-ups online on how to adjust that properly. I don't want to go into too much, de- take up too much time and go into detail on that right here, right now. But uh, again, that is also an easy procedure and could be something uh, very simple that will uh, cause or uh, fix that problem. Yep. Yep. It's uh, uh, and also too, uh, the thing Josh was talking about a stretch chain, uh, you'll be able to tell because it sounds like, uh, 
well, well there's like a, a lot of dragging across the case. There's yeah. a lot of noise. There's a, a, a bunch of popping and even some, uh, some vibration, uh, fairly good vibration that happens when that thing is popping across there. So, uh, when your, uh, your chain is stretched, a lot of people just replace the, uh, the whole, uh, unit, uh, because really whenever you have a stretched chain, not only do you need to replace the chain, but you need to replace the, uh, uh, the uh, the two gears that are in there that the chain goes across because they get worn as well and that will actually stretch the chain out quicker. I think I, I replaced I think I replaced my uh, my chain about three times before I ch- uh, replaced those two uh, that mm. input and output gear and I haven't had a problem with it since. So uh, yeah, the next part of the question uh, or the next part was a question about uh, uh, the uh, Jeep Wrangler uh, safety. Now, uh, Tammy, you have a, a, a late model, uh, Wrangler, a Rubicon, uh, was, uh, do you have any, any thoughts about that? It, it, were you concerned about the safety of, uh, and I'm, I'm sure he's re- referring to the, like a rollover, uh, issue. Right. Um, you know, there's, that's always the possibility, but that's a possibility in any vehicle you get. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's all vehicles are dangerous. It depends on where you drive it and how you drive it. Um, I was watching some videos uh, from the National Transportation Safety Board, and they did some test crash videos. And one was the Wrangler where it hit front, front, head on, and it actually was very good compared to like other minivans. Where the minivan's front end would squish all the way up to the steering wheel, but the Jeep Wrangler, um, it barely made a dent. Now, side impacts, that's a different story for the Wrangler, of course. And, you know, rollovers, you know, you can always get those harness seat belts put in your Wrangler, too. But I think with any vehicle, it just, it's an accident. Freaky things happen with any vehicles, and weird things happen where you're safe, and you're like, wow, I should have been dead. So, <laughs> you know, it's just all what well, you there's, want, I guess. I don't think any vehicle is dis- safe. A distinct question between, you know, is a Wrangler safer than a Cherokee uh, or is a Cherokee safer than a Wrangler? And and I would have to say that you've got pros and cons on either side. You've got a frame, you know, body on frame with the Wrangler. You've got unibody on the Cherokee. Is one better than the other? You know, who, you know who's to say? There's definitely, you know, crumple zone uh, with an SUV versus, um, you know, a much smaller body uh, like a Wrangler. But again, you've got a frame that's underneath you that is much stronger than a unibody. There, there's just, there's so many pros and cons. We can go down the list and go back and forth uh, all day. But really, I think what, you know, Tammy kind of hit it. It really comes down to, you know, uh, driving uh, skill, ability, and, um, and, and, you know, what kind of uh, situation are you finding yourself in more oftentimes than not? Are you off road more than you are on road? Well, you know, that'd be, you know, that would come into factor as well. Uh, first time driver, you know, do you live in a snowy, icy climate most of the time? You know, these are all factors that kind of come into play, but, uh, you know, really I would trust any Jeep over something like a, you know, yeah, like a minivan any day of the week. Yeah. Well, I'll also mention, I don't think either one of you guys mentioned, uh, the Wrangler comes with a roll bar and uh, the Cherokee doesn't. <laughs> so, uh, it, that's another thing to keep in mind. Now those roll bars that, uh, come from the factory are not meant, uh, as, uh, like a, a full cage or anything. They're just meant to protect right. you in case of a rollover, uh, and, you know, when you have the top off. So, uh, all you need to do is keep all your little, uh, uh fingers and toes inside and, uh, mm-hmm. then you should be okay. Uh, it's certainly, you're not going to have, uh, shouldn't have any head injuries, or anything that uh, would be, no. uh, you know, uh, uh, I can't, I can't say a hundred percent like, uh, Tammy and, and Josh are saying, there's always a possibility, but at least it has a roll bar that, uh, crumples and keeps the Jeep off of you. And I mean, that's the, now, the we'll purpose say, of it. 
I will say this, Joe, really quick, that uh, either the Wrangler or the Cherokee after 97, both came with airbags. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get our get to our next uh, voicemail. Say hello, my name is Daniel. Um, 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 I was wanting to find out a way to to put in the extended idle switch on a 1995 Jeep Cherokee Sport. Um, I looked around the web all all over, and I cannot find um, any wire that controls um, the idle area control. Um, I know on the 997. You use pin A12 and you ground it. Um, when, with the switch being grounded, with the switch being grounded, it grounds that the wire on A12 and it, it erases, it erases the idle, that, the idle up for, for a thousand RPMs. Um, but I've been wanting, I'm wanting to find it out on my 95 if I can do it, but I'm having no luck. Thanks. Have a good day. I don't know about you, Josh, but uh, I think that was actually uh, something on the police model. Uh, yeah, police, police interceptor, no, not interceptor. I was going to say police interceptor no. model, but that would be pretty funny in a Cherokee. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, on on there, there were several iterations of the Cherokee that uh, were used in uh, in various uh, you know police and fire rescue, et cetera, et cetera, um, and even municipality uh, divisions as well. Um, these the extended idle switch really basically what it did is it brought the RPMs, um, uh, right at a thousand RPM. And, and I, I think what, you know, our standard stock idle is somewhere between like 650 and 800 or something like that. Um, and this bumps it up to at least, you know, a thousand and holds it there. And that's what, you know, if, if a police, uh, vehicle was on scene, um, you know, he might have the headlights going, the windshield wipers going, the heater on all the auxiliary lights and stuff going, obviously a large drain on the electrical system and the extended idle was to bring the RPMs up to obviously make the alternator work a little bit harder and keep some voltage going into the battery when there was a large, um, uh, need for it. Now, uh, how this was done is um, there was a switch that connected, and if I remember correctly, it's it's one of the pins on the ECU, and I believe it's pin A12 of the ECU wiring harness, and this is on the OBD1 system, so these are 96 and older Cherokees, and you could duplicate this by a simple little toggle switch and uh, and uh, and basically grounding that one pin through that switch, uh, and what that does is it, is it basically... Um, it, it confuses the idle air control valve and it makes the engine bump up in RPMs a little bit and just a little bit. Now, obviously, you don't want to be driving around with this. You'll probably end up, uh, you know, using a little bit more fuel than you would because it's going to change the map slightly. But um, but that that's how it's done. Find A12 uh, and follow follow the procedure, uh, you know, follow that line. Uh, there's, there are several write-ups on it. I know that for a fact that jeepforum.com has uh, several write-ups on this topic that uh, that I've directed people to in the past. So um, do a little bit more searching. If you still can't find it, uh, you need some help. You need some direct um, assistance as to you know where that where that uh, wire is. Um, you know some help on how to wire up a switch and stuff like that. Send me a private message through the forum, and I'll be more than happy to uh, shoot you over some uh, electrical diagrams, some pictures, and I'll walk you through the process. Just looking at the uh, the post on uh, JeepForum.com, uh, it seems like a very simple thing. They do mention A12, the pin A12, and and that uh, that post, but there's nine pages. 
<laughs> so I think you're not the only person that was uh, having some problems figuring that out and making it work because uh, uh, there was a lot of discussion about it. I'm sure 90% of it's fluff, but still, uh, I don't think you're the only one having a, having a problem with it. So yeah, good luck yeah, with that. Thanks, thanks for the call, Dan. Yes. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I really appreciate the the information. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while too. For exactly uh, what Josh was men- mentioning, uh, I mean, if you were in a uh, off road situation and uh, uh, where it's getting dark, or maybe it's at night, uh, maybe mm-hmm. even even somebody had a rollover and you're having to do an extended type thing, and you're trying to winch them out, it would really be nice to have that extra little uh, engine RPM to keep the uh, the alternator going a little hard, a little faster, and giving you more voltage for the off-road lights and the winch and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, it, uh, it definitely uh, on my, my uh, long list of things to get done. So now let's uh, hear from Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I want to apologize for the call quality from a few weeks ago. <laughs> Apparently I was using the speaking to a tin can app on my phone. <laughs> I think I've got also, that one. I uh, was just wondering... How much sick time has Josh accumulated? Because he seems to be burning through a lot of it lately. <laughs> All right, guys, I will uh, catch you later. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> yes. Uh, just I'm sick in the head. That's what the problem is. <laughs> oh, that's a Nikki G jab, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we appreciate it, uh, Nikki G. You sounded uh, nice and clear tonight. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought you had an iPhone or something. I I was a little surprised to hear that that wasn't uh, you weren't so clear that one day. Anyway, maybe uh, you certainly worked it out, and uh, thanks for the call, and thanks to everybody else for calling in and uh, giving us some you know, really good things to talk about tonight. Yeah, I like that. I like the live discussion tech topic stuff. Yeah. So now some time. For, uh, now it's time for some YouTube love. Mm. Well, guys, many hundreds of subscribers and many hundreds of thousands of views. So you guys have been doing some great work and we'd like to return the favor a little bit. We pull four names out of the hat of some of our more recent subscribers and we go ahead and give them a little bit of a shout out. And uh, first on the list tonight is Music Clip 03. And uh, Walter Boyce. Got Brent C. on here as well. And uh, J. Matt Madigan. Wow, Josh, you picked all... Uh, enumerated uh, pronounceable names. Yeah, right. I don't so you guys know can find our YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash xjtalk. And uh, of course, you guys can find all of our videos over there. Tony posts up some very interesting stuff as well as the video feed from the show. You guys can find there as well. So make sure you're heading over there and uh, tell a friend. Make sure you guys are subscribed if you haven't already. Yep, yep. Oh, and uh, speaking of YouTubes, you should check these guys out uh, because... Well, they're informative and pretty damn funny. Hey, folks. I'm Clyde, and this is Tommy. From the Pops Boys Horror House. You're listening to the XJ Talk Show with Tony and Josh. Cheers! You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Yes, you are. And don't forget it. So, um, well, uh, now we get to have a little extra fun. Well, Josh, uh, you look better. Are you feeling better? I am feeling a lot better. Yeah, I want to uh, take a moment to uh, thank Tammy for stepping in and uh, and helping out with the co-host duties uh, one more time. Uh, yeah, guys, I, I caught uh, a very interesting story last Wednesday, uh, and this was basically the day before we recorded, or the day before the last show would have been recorded. 
by the time it took, from the time I left work to the time I got home, we're talking less than an hour and a half that day. Uh, I, I contracted strep throat and an ear infection, and and not a measly one either. It really whooped my butt, and uh, and bad too. Uh, I had a over 100 degree temperature for for a couple days straight. I went to the doctor right away, got on some medication and stuff, but ended up sleeping almost three days straight. Uh, this thing it really hit me fast and it really hit me hard, and I've never experienced anything like this before. Uh, so yeah, I uh, when when I uh, when I have to take a take a breather from the show, guys, it's serious because uh, otherwise I'm going to be doing this uh, even if there's blood running out of my eye socket. So. Um, yeah, this was this was a big deal for me, and uh, and I'm bouncing back. My energy level isn't where I would like it to be. Um, I'm still obviously fighting this off, but uh, the medication is doing its work, and uh, and I'm eating well and resting up as much as I can. And uh, and well, I'll be on top of this thing uh, soon enough. I'm feeling a lot better than I have been uh, lately. So the, yeah, today is I think the first day that I've felt as close to normal as I have in a week. So that's a good sign. Yeah, and I'll <clears throat> I'll just let you guys know that uh, you know jo- Josh and I chat behind the scenes usually daily, and uh, I was telling him I was warning him when he was back at work <laughs> on Monday. I was saying, you know, you got permission to sit in front of the television, put on your snuggie, and and have soup. That's all you should be doing. And maybe that was Sunday. I was telling you that, and and he yeah, went back to work Sunday. Monday. And what happened? You went. You were at work half a day because it was yep. too soon. So it was, I, I really shouldn't have done it. And, uh, yeah, I should have listened to Tony. Should well, have listened to Tony. <laughs> and I would have done exactly the same thing. I, I think most men are that way, especially, you know, if you have a good work ethic, you don't want to be, uh, uh, slack and you're going to give, people are going to give you a hard time irregardless. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, but, uh, it really, uh, I made the, the, made the mistake of, uh, of doing basically the same thing. I had the uh, flu, uh, had the flu and it was really bad for three days. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it was really bad for three days. It was longer than that, but three days of it were really bad. And out of the three days I should have taken off, I only took off the one in the middle. And oh. it was uh, it was not a smart move. And that's one of the reasons why I was telling you to stay home. Because yeah. I had both both my ears were, were shut down. And it was so bad that the doctor goes, do you mind if I have another doctor look at this? And it wasn't like a second <laughs> oh. opinion. It was like I just want this hey, Buck, other doctor. You gotta check this out. Yeah, <laughs> I want you to see this is. You, they don't show you this in in doctor college because it's too grotesque and too oh, horrible. But you need to be exposed to it. So come in here and look. And it's like, uh, like holy crap. <laughs> so they had me on antibiotics as well. That was one of the few times I've been on antibiotics to to clear up my uh, the infections that were in my ears uh, and both ears. One was a lot worse than the other, but they were both uh, both sealed up. So yeah, it. Uh, I I don't know that it was the flu. Uh, I just went because of the ears. Uh, I'd never had it had that clogged up that bad. But uh, all right, well I'm I'm about to uh, I'm throwing out a disclaimer right here, and this is only for our live audience viewers. Uh, for those of you who are squeamish, you should turn away from your screen right now. <laughs> Small uh, chill. Just a, Small children needs should seconds. be turned away. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to stand up and show you what I'm wearing or not wearing beneath the waist. But uh, but I am about to show you a picture of what my throat looked like the uh, the day I went to the doctor. Um, and you guys can uh, see some uh, some lovely strep throat there on the screen. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was no fun. Uh, very mighty grotesque and uh, a very holy, very swollen throat. Holy crap! That po- poor old man. Uh, it looks like he had a burn there or something. 
<laughs> that was, yeah, that, that was a, that was no fun. Uh, lot, lots of, lots of pain, um, and lots of sleeping and, uh, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm much better now. I thought you were going to show an ear canal picture and, uh, well, no, well, not- all this sick talk reminds me of this. It's a Jeep podcast, fellas. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, speaking of Jeeps, you guys know that that I'm uh, I'm I'm really good friends with the Northwest Regional Metal Cloak rep, and uh, and his TJ uh, might need to have a new home for a little while. His house is going under some major renovations, and uh, and it's looking like he might have to pull the Jeep out of the uh, off the property, and uh, and he wants a safe place to store it. Uh, and of course, he hit me up first, and I told him I'd be happy to store the metal cloak TJ in my <laughs> not, garage. It's not for as safe long at your house. You it. It's we were talking about this in the free show. I was bringing Tammy up to date on no, the nine no, no. times your Honda's been stolen. It would go in the garage. It would go in the garage. Now his now my Jeep has got an alarm on it. The Honda's got an alarm on it now. I'm not worried about that. You know, his Jeep does not have an alarm on it, and he's got a soft top. So he I don't I don't think he's got a hard top for that one. No. And and so um, yeah, it would go in my garage because uh, you know it would be it would be safe there. It would fit there, and uh, and of course you know he could always come over and and uh, and rub it and touch it and love it and all that sort of stuff. So. For a small fee, <laughs> for a small fee, yeah, I, I might have to take it out once or twice. So uh, so yeah, if that does happen, I will let you guys know. And if you guys are within driving distance of me and would like to come check out. <laughs> The metal cloak TJ. <laughs> I would be it. happy to pull it out of the garage and uh, and let you guys check out all the cool metal cloak stuff that is on that TJ uh, if and when it uh, if and when it arrives. So now you're up in the New York area on the East Coast, right? No, I'm not, Tony. It's your <laughs> other left. <laughs> so you're you're in Portland, right? I am. Yeah, I'm actually just outside of the Portland metro area. I'm uh, I'm out towards the east side, the east counties, if you will. So it's um, about a about a 15, 20 minute drive from downtown Portland. So uh, and about a 25 minute drive from the Washington border, if you will. So, yeah, it's it's not it's not all that far. So if you guys are in the northwest, if you're within within an hour or two, I'm not going to ask you to drive three or four hours. If you guys are like, you know, in Idaho or Seattle or, you know, down California border or something like that, um, you don't have to drive that far uh, for this. And uh, and again, I will let you know if this happens because it's not set in stone uh, yet. Yeah. But there's another thing that I wanted to talk about here, and this is this is a word that has come up uh, quite a bit in the podcast over the last uh, year or so, ever since really Jeep has started um, messing around with name badges. Now, I, just this week, I and chances are you guys have gotten this within the last week or will be getting it in within the next week or two. If you've ever bought anything, boughten anything from uh, from four wheel parts or from four wheel drive hardware. Now, I got their 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 latest catalog, and this is the 2015 Everything catalog, and this is pretty much everything that four wheel drive hardware makes for virtually every model. And I, when I say every model. I mean, from 1941 to 2015, they've got it in this catalog here, and that's across every single platform. So um, it's interesting that they use this word on top of the on top of this catalog, heritage. And as you see on uh, for our live viewers on the catalog, and if you guys are getting one or you already have one, you already know that there is a picture kind of in the background of the front grill of a 41 Willys, and uh, this is kind of overlaid over the cro- over the top of a uh, a very cool looking uh, 2015 JK that is in the midst of a uh, of a little bit of an off road adventure. Um, it's interesting that they used that word heritage. 
um, because we've we've talked about that and what heritage means as far as name badges, where Jeep has come from, and where it's going and stuff like that. And it's kind of curious. I'm I'm just kind of curious as to why they chose that word above everything else. Now they've never done anything like this, as far as I know. I've been getting catalogs from Four Wheel Drive Hardware for almost a decade, so. You know, and I've never seen anything like this before. They've done some big catalogs and stuff before, but nothing quite like this. And it makes me wonder that if it's not because of this recent name badge um, debacle with the Renegade and with the Cherokee and stuff like that, that they maybe are thumbing their nose at Jeep um, by putting out this heritage catalog uh, and, and offering everything uh, for virtually every model of Jeep ever made. So um, if you guys don't have one of these um, and you've ordered something from four-wheel drive hardware in the, in, or four-wheel parts in the last year or so, look for this in your mail here soon. Um, but, uh, you know, I was talking, uh, I, was, I wasn't talking, I was thinking um, about creating a contest around this word heritage. And I'm just bouncing this idea around. I literally just thought about this um, around uh, the dinner table tonight. And so I may come up with something uh, for you guys and you can look forward to, to, the, to an announcement of that if I decide to pull the trigger on this, that is, um, a contest around the word heritage. I'm not going to do anything more than just teasing that, but uh, you guys stay tuned to the XJ Talk Show for more information about that. And if you guys get one of these catalogs, um, well, I'd like to know about it. Give us a, give us a call on our uh, speak pipe or our voicemail line and let us know uh, what you think about the, cat- recent, the most recent catalog. So I was curious, uh, I think it was the show before last, you spoke about uh, the uh, the Naxja boycott that you were doing yes. because of uh, uh, what you considered, and I agree, a uh, illegal banning of uh, uh, somebody uh, from the site. Uh, I was just curious, have you, have you had any, is there anything more to add to that? I mean, I don't want to get you deeper into anything. I was really mainly curious if you had, had any blowback from... Uh, from the announcement that you made on uh, the on the show, I've had several people contact me, uh, but these are people who I I have, I have we're already in contact with outside of the forum. These are these are people who I have befriended over the years through the North American XJ Association Northwest Chapter, and and these are people who contacted me saying. You know, hey, you know, I heard about what's going on, you know, just kind of, you know, it kind of sucks. And there's they're just kind of uh, basically letting me know that they're kind of, you know, in my corner, so to speak, that, hey, if there's anything we can do. Yeah. Just showing their support and stuff like that. And I very much appreciate that, guys. You know, it just it's one. It gives me a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. uh, But two, it lets me know that that, you know, I'm not bat s crazy here in in my line of thinking. Uh, and that, you know, I'm actually kind of just in, in, in not only my actions, but the reasons behind them. Well, sometimes you have to do what the right thing is, no matter what the, the fallout may be. Yeah, and, right. uh, but it, but it all, it's always, it always feels good to have some support behind you, uh, whenever, uh, you do do the right thing. So, uh, can you do a, a quick reader's digest version for the folks that may not have, uh, may not have heard. I, I just realized that I'm talking about something that people are going, Oh gee, what happened? What happened? Yeah, so this uh, this would be back in episode 165 that I covered this guy. So that's two episodes ago. Um, and and basically what happened is when I was uh, president or Northwest chapter of uh, of Naxja, and that's the uh, uh, you know Oregon, Washington, Idaho, um, Northern Idaho, Montana, and British Columbia would be the constituency there. Um, there were a couple of individuals that uh, were let's just call them troublemakers. And, and they, they really crossed a line with one particular stunt, and this was one out of many, but this was one that really kind of went um, above and beyond and crossed several lines in uh, faking somebody's death. 
and and it really affected a couple of a couple of our more sensitive members and it was just really plain and simply out of line and of course it was up to me to deal with it and uh, and I handled it as best I could and under the guidance of uh, the corporate um, entities of the, uh, the the organization as a whole and uh, and these because of that these these individuals have um, have always had some animosity towards me and uh, and some other people who also kind of stepped up and, and gave them what for uh, you know gave them a little piece of their mind as far as what they thought about the whole situation well. Um, these individuals are now part of the board of directors um, and are running the Northwest chapter. Um, their very first um, action as uh, president and vice president were to ban uh, one particular individual who has made a point over the years to stand up against this kind of um, uh, of bad attitude and, uh, and, and poor decision making. And, and it, is, it is very, very immature behavior that these two, two individuals are are exhibiting and uh, and this person ha- has made a point to stand up against them time and time again and really voice his opinion and, and stand up for what the chapter uh, what the chapter stands for. He was then banned um, uh, for this and uh, and this was it was there was no warning. They did not follow the uh, the you know standard operating procedures as far as you know warning and and infractions et cetera et cetera et cetera. They just basically abused their powers, and so was I wasn't there, having any of it. Was there a stated reason? Do they have to state a reason for the banning, or is this like you're banned? <clears throat> it was pretty much your banned, and that was it. And um, that's interesting that was, they don't have something in the bylaws that require. Uh, there is, there is, um, but the problem, the problem with that is that that they felt that they were just in that because this is a person who has spoken out on multiple occasions. Well, the problem is, is that yes, he has spoken out on multiple occasions. Um, but it's been against this this childish behavior that these individuals exhibit on on frequent occasions, hmm. um, and and Amazing. it's it, it's just and he's got many 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 you know well standing paying members uh, in his corner as well as myself uh, behind him and, and and you know he wasn't out of line in any way shape or form in anything that he had said or done mm-hmm. and uh, whereas these individuals uh, which I'm not going to name. Um, have uh, have exhibited um, behavior to the contrary. So um, you know, it was it, it left a really bad taste in my mouth, and and I just decided, you know, I, I love Naxja. You know, it's a great organization. I love what they stand for. Um, but the uh, the Northwest chapter, as it stands right now, and who is running it, uh, will not be on my browser history uh, for the remainder of the year. And that's how I'm going to um, you know show my support or lack thereof. For uh, their decision-making process, sure. so uh, that that's that's the gist of it. So, um, the, the, well, two things here. I'm really surprised that a, a major site that's been in, been in business, so to speak, for uh, what is it, ten or fifteen years, would have such a, a, a lax policy of just indiscriminate banning of people just simply because the the, the powers that be decide that that's what they want to do. Um, so, I'm I'm really surprised that that's in place. I mean, I could see. That uh, there's this, that, you know, okay, we're going to err on the side of the, the the site. This person needs to be banned. Then there needs to be some sort of uh, process that uh, a hearing, so to speak, people talk and decide uh, that yeah, the pan's going to stay or it's going to be removed. Uh, and and that certainly, sh- to me, should have been happening here because it would be identified that this is this is this child more more childish crap. And uh, just really surprised that it's it, it's run that way. Uh, and uh, and it, I, I know I don't know the full details on it. It probably is something more than uh, than what I need to uh, I need to know more about it to fully understand it and perhaps 
I would uh, better uh, agree with what's going on, but I don't think so. Oh, and one other thing, Josh, I was very, very impressed whenever you were voted in as president of the Northwest chapter on Naxja, and mm-hmm. and now seeing how anybody can get it, anybody can get the the be on the board. I'm not so impressed. <laughs> You know, it it was a matter of nobody ran against them. Um, I've got a lot on my plate right now. Oh, no, yeah. It was was for for that reason only that I did not run against these individuals. I I really, Tony, and and for all you guys out there listening, um, this was a decision that that I weighed rather heavily, in fact, because uh, this does mean quite a lot to me. And, and it just, it came down to, you know, am I going to be able to serve the position as good as I could? And with as much as I have going on right now, um, I, it would have been a disservice for me to, to run for that position, to get that position. And I'm sure that I would have won again. Um, but, uh, but I would not have been able to dedicate the, the necessary time and, uh, and attention to that position, uh, to do it justice and do the chapter justice. So I, I, I did not run this year, and uh, um, if it looks like these individuals are going to step up for another candidacy in 20, uh, 2016, I may have to throw my hat in the ring just for the sake of, um, of putting a stop to this kind of stuff. Hey, guys, you heard it here first. So uh, if you're an extra member, don't forget, uh, go over, if you're a Northwest uh, chapter next member, you're going to have to go over there and uh, get a little something started, a little uh, uh, Josh in 2016. <laughs> Amazon.com and the XA Talk Show present You Bought What? Well, this is a dang deal thing that we do uh, every uh, every other week. It's uh, Amazon You Bought What. We like to uh, go through a little bit of a few of the items that you guys have gone to Amazon and purchased by first going to the XJTalk.com or the XJTalkShow.com uh, Amazon site. I'm sorry, uh, clicking on the Amazon banner before you went to the Amazon site and uh, making these purchases. So you guys have heard it many times before. Uh, the deal is, is that uh, you go over there and click on something to buy. We get a few cents out of that sale, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. It's a wonderful That's win, right. wonderful win-win situation uh, for between uh, the uh, XJ Talk Show and Amazon.com and you guys because it lets you guys help us uh, well, keep the lights on, uh, pay for the internet bandwidth, uh, uh, keep that server serving uh, so that you guys can watch these shows and visit the xgtalk.com uh, website, the forum. And, uh, well, and uh, here's a few items that uh, have been recently purchased on Amazon.com after first clicking on our banner. Uh, Josh, kick it off. All right. Now, this is one that uh, if you're if you guys are a fan of the show and, and you listen to this segment, uh, we, we have a lot of fun with this. And you guys <laughs> throw us a curveball every now and again. And uh, and we have some very interesting oddball items that pop up on the list every now and again. So if you were to take, uh, you know, this out of context and, uh, and, and have a dirty mind like I do, well, <laughs> then the Smitty built 2744 universal snatch block would, uh, would conjure up some interesting images, but this is actually a recovery uh, unit that everybody should have in their, um, OS bag, uh, as Tony would like to, uh, mm-hmm. to put it. Um, this is a seven thirty seven thirty seconds inch to three eighths inch winch wire rope can be used on this thing. It is a snatch block. It's basically a big ass pulley for those who don't know. Uh, it's powder coated for protection and includes a grease fitting uh, for long life. And what this thing will do is double your winch power if you need to get out of a situation or to uh, do a side pull or to uh, pull yourself from the rear. Something like that. You can uh, hook up a couple of these things and really turn your winch into one heck of a powerhouse. 
Yeah, Matt actually has a uh, Amazon video where he uses a couple of snatch blocks and uh, a YouTube video nine time nine trees <laughs> yeah. to to, <laughs> to wrench winch himself backwards. So it's uh, it's kind of an interesting uh, YouTube video. So uh, here we have uh, the uh, Ideal USA Idea Seven tablet with dual core one gigahertz Android four point two Jelly Bean. Uh, I like to call it the Reagan uh, four gigabyte. It was. 40 bucks so somebody could be watching the uh the xj talk show right now on this 40 dollars tablet josh just think of it it's got a seven yeah. inch uh high definition screen 800 by 480 resolution uh cortex cortex uh a20 dual core one gigahertz processor uh four gig of internal memory 512 of internal ram uh so uh all customer support is based in california but yeah don't hold that against them yeah, right. Yeah. But really cool. A seven inch Android tablet running the latest version, basically, well, almost the latest version um, of Android. Uh, a seven inch Android tablet for 40 bucks. Guys, one of these mounted up in your Jeep with the uh, with one of those torque uh, dongle apps mm-hmm. uh, you know, plugged into your OBD2. Have some really cool telemetry up on the screen uh, in real time. Very, very cool stuff. I, uh, if you guys, are, whoever bought that, if you're listening to the show right now, please give us a call and let us know what you're using it for. If you're using it in the Jeep or if you're just using it uh, in the house, we'd love to hear um, what kind of fun you're having with that thing. I'm going to see if it has um, Bluetooth. If it does, I, that would be a great torque uh, display. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, it doesn't say that it does. It doesn't say that it doesn't. But uh, boy, boy, if it does, and I would imagine that it would. Um, that, that would be one heck of a unit. Now, this is something that really caught my eye. Um, that is just something you certainly do not see every day and, uh, not even something that I would have expected to find on Amazon, but just goes to show that amazon.com has virtually any possible thing that you can imagine for sale. Oh boy, uh, This is found in the health and beauty category. Yeah. Tony already knows this is the NMA ultrasound gel. Uh, this comes in a single five liter container. Think about that for a minute. Ultrasound gel, <laughs> five liters of it in one container. This is a massive bag of uh, medium viscosity gel for therapeutic ultrasound, diagnostic imaging, and <clears throat> other external procedures, if you will. Includes one five-liter container and an eight-ounce empty bottle for more precise area application. Comparable to name-brand ultrasound gels, but at a factory direct price. Hypoallergenic and non-staining, and 50-gallon vats are available upon request. <laughs> In case you want to get all kinds of squishy. So uh, Josh actually pulled these things out of uh, the Amazon uh, uh, website tonight. Uh, Josh, was there any duct tape? I did pull them from there and nowhere else. (laughs) I assure you. (laughs) Was there any any duct tape, large duct tape purchases and uh, maybe some... some binders twine some rope because that might have been gag. that might have been a whole gag in there too <laughs> yeah that might have been a whole weekend uh trip that been a been a this long was right beneath trip. that bottle of ether that i saw so yeah who knows wow five does this smell liters. like chloroform to you <laughs> five liters now if they put something on there about uh the uh uh <laughs> the uh authorities not being able to identify uh uh, gen- genetics through this stuff, then you'd have a winner. So anyway, uh, stumbling through that one, I would just all the kinds, all these things that are running through my mind. I'm trying to get them out. I and can only just, imagine. It's just hilarious. Uh, trust me. So anyway, this one is uh, something probably everybody needs. Uh, just oh, yeah. to be able to, to communicate uh, with every, uh, everybody on the trail, maybe even to ask for help. Uh, and also to get those smoky reports. It's a Midland 1001 LWX 40 channel CB radio. 
Oh, wow, $44.99. It amazes me that these CBs that used to be $100 20 years ago are now mm-hmm. half that. Uh, this has an automatic noise limiter, RF gain, uh, PA, and a weather scan. Do not be tempted to pretend you are a, a, a siren, a police siren on that PA because I got busted once doing that. That it, Nothing happened other than the cops giggling at me, but still, it was embarrassing. <laughs> That is hilarious because I'm actually guilty of doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, sir. (laughs) You got a siren? No, sir. (laughs) What was that noise? I was was doing it. I don't know what you're talking about, (laughs) Ossifer. I was doing that. And he goes, one guy starts laughing. He goes, well, son, (laughs) that tells people to move out of the way. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, exactly. So anyway, it wasn't that loud because it was just the, the PA speaker, not not a hundred watt thing or anything, but it was it yeah. was enough to make my friends laugh. So and boy, did they laugh when the cops were standing there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I this is not do it. <laughs> so this uh, this mobile CB has a built-in weather scan. Really important if you're uh, in uh, hurricane areas or any areas that are prone to a lot of rain. Uh, because it might help keep you uh, out of harm's way. Adjustable RF gain. That's really great on the trail because uh, somebody Mm -hmm. might be very close by and you can't even understand them because their signal is so strong. We can adjust the RF gain down and and perhaps clear them up a bit. Uh, It really depends on how much gain you have there, uh, depending on how how clear they could be. And, uh, uh, oh, the weather scan. You don't have to worry about uh, uh, programming that because it'll instantly find the uh, closest, strongest signal. Uh, the automatic noise limiter, gosh, you got to have that because if you can't hear what people are saying, it's not any good. So uh, mm-hmm. certainly a great purchase. And, uh, well, thank you very much for going to Amazon.com and remembering us uh, in the process. We just found out what you bought. Oh, my God. I just can't believe that made it on the list. You know, I get so focused. Asking. I'm sorry. I, I, I always get so focused on uh, on my entries that I'm going to talk about, uh, and I, I do that last one, and I'm thinking, is, is do I play the outro? Did Josh get done? Did he only do one? Did he do two? <laughs> so there was a bit of a delay there because I was waiting to, for Josh to start talking. <laughs> yeah, and typically we've we've done three and four in the past, guys, but uh, we're gonna you know we're gonna rush through that tonight. We are gonna be uh, running a little bit long tonight, but that's okay. That just means that's more content for you guys. You get a little bit of bonus show out of this one, and uh, well, hey, what? Why not? As I come back from a little bit of sickness, gonna give you guys the best that we can. So, and uh, speaking of giving us the best, um, you guys have been doing a pretty good job of heading over to iTunes, finding us over there, um, rating us, hopefully giving us those five-star reviews, and of course, leaving us comments. We've asked you to do this all the time, and if you've already done it once, by all means, do it again. Uh, and uh, well, hey, have your mom sign in and do it. Uh, we'd yes. love to hear how what she thinks of the show. Now, and uh, but in all seriousness, guys, uh, we get some great reviews. We get some constructive criticism as well. And uh, all the five-star reviews are great. Uh, by all means, make sure you are being fair and give us what you think we deserve. Uh, in, fact, in fact, this one, Nate Battle on February 23rd uh, gave us a four-star rating. He says, this show is very informative and helpful. I learned lots from this podcast. Basically, it's a solid Axel Advocates talking about all things Jeep. Occasionally, Jeep Mama is a guest. Even when I don't agree with them, they challenge my thinking. Good show. So and if- that's a very good job of giving us a uh, very solid review. We appreciate that, Nate. Thank you very much. So if I'm reading that correctly, it's not you or me that got the four-star. It's the 
the Jeep Mama being the guest on the show that got the four star. Oh, is that what you got fault. out of it? Apparently, yeah. No, I, well, you know we haven't had a good old fashioned blame storming session on this show in a while. I, <laughs> uh, Jeep Mama no, standing no, no. standing by, and I can see her on my screen. So uh, I think she's uh, I'm logging giving, off as I'm we giving, speak. I'm giving her a hard time. I thought she, I, I think she had uh, dozed off earlier. Uh, <laughs> her head was down. So uh, yeah, you know we need to go ahead and move along and get her on here. She's been waiting a very long time, and uh, it's again it's my fault for us being late tonight. Uh, you guys on the uh, the audio podcast or watching this uh, on the recorded YouTube, you don't know. So, uh, but uh, but uh, everybody that here is live. My my sincere apologies to you and also to uh, for you, uh, Tammy. So now let's uh, move over to our uh, Wrangler Talk segment and let Tammy do her thing. Hey, Tammy, how's it going? I'm good. Getting a little sleepy here. I bet. Yeah. But I'll get through it. Um, thanks, Tony and Josh. This episode of Wrangler Talk, I'm going to tell you why Jeeps are not meant to be dirty. Now, no, I haven't <laughs> lost my mind. And just let me clarify before you jump in. Jeeps are meant to get dirty, but they aren't meant to be dirty or stay dirty. Um, I feel like we hear the saying, Jeeps are supposed to get dirty. And I think people feel like it's okay to let them stay dirty well, it's not okay. It's actually you're doing your Jeep more harm um, than good. And I know there's a lot of people out there that disagree with me, but first I want to talk about the Wrangler soft top. My Rubicon has the Sunrider soft top, and it's a nicer soft top than the Sahara, and I want to make sure it lasts a long time because replacing a soft top is um, costs thousands of dollars. And I've done a lot of research on the Internet, and you'll be hearing that a lot because I like to do lots of research on the Internet. Um, and there are lots of cost-saving tips for different cleaning techniques. Um, but we spend thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on our Jeep. So why not spend a couple extra bucks to buy the products that are made for cleaning your soft top and keep it clean and lasting long? And some of the things that I read that people are using um, on their soft tops, one was pledge on the windows. And this is not a good idea because eventually it will yellow your windows. Some people mentioned they use armor all on their soft top. And again, this is not a good idea because it's just going to attract more dirt and yucky stuff. Um, some folks said they just use soap and water. Um, you need to really be careful about what kind of soap you're using because there are harsh chemicals and oils in these soaps that can damage the soft top and the vinyl windows. Now, there are a number of trusted brands out there that make products specifically for cleaning your soft top. There's Best Stop, Rag Top, and Mopar. I liked, um, I've used Best Top. There's the Best Top Cleaner, where you basically just get all the yucky stuff off with a brush on your soft top, a soft bristle brush, and then you just put some of this on a clean rag and you rub it um, on the soft top. Then you rinse it off with water. And then they also have the protectant where again, you put it on the rag and then you wipe it on the soft top and you just leave this on and it protects the soft top from the elements. Um, and you got to make sure you don't get that stuff on the vinyl windows because um, they have special vinyl window cleaner that you use. Again, you rub this on a cloth, you rub it on your um, windows and it will haze over. And once you see it haze over, then you rub it off and it should be good to go. Um, some other tips I have for keeping your soft top long-lasting is never use bleach or detergents, ammonia, alcohol-based products. Um, some people use Windex. That's not a very good thing to use. You should stick with products that are specifically made for the soft top 
You should clean it monthly. And don't forget to clean the inside of your soft top because, so, you know, we like to drive with our tops down and dirt and dust will gather inside and you should really keep the inside clean as well. Um, you should keep your soft top, reduce the exposure to the elements for your soft top. One example is to park in the garage, which I've taken over our garage. My husband has to park outside. Um, find parking garages if you can and try not to park under trees because of the sap and the bird poop. Um, and even though we love the outdoors and the sun and that's why we got the Wranglers is because we like to feel that freedom of the outdoors. And we know Jeep is the most rugged vehicle um, there is for the outdoors. We still need to pamper our Jeeps to keep them lasting a long time because we're lifelong Jeep owners. Um, got to remember the sun causes the fabric to fade, which will cause the threads to fail. It will cause our vinyl windows to yellow, crack, and fade. So spending a little quality time and some hard work and just a little extra money on our soft tops will make them last many, many years. So the three areas of the soft, the Jeep soft top you should concentrate on are the fabric, the windows, and the zippers. And I told you about the windows and the fabric, so let's talk about the zippers. I like to use a zipper lubricant. And Tony, zip your mouth right now. <laughs> um, I use this zipper lubricant cleaner from Mopar. And I'm sure there's other different brands out there you can use. So I made my first vlog, which is a, or a vlog, I guess you call it, which is a video blog um, on my zipper care, my Jeep's soft top zipper care, by the way. Um, it's really quite easy. You can go onto my YouTube channel, just go to YouTube and search the Jeep Mama, and my um, video blog is there. You can also invest in some zipper pulls. Um, the Jeep soft top zippers are really hard to zip up and down for some people. And if you get these zipper pulls, there's paracord zipper pulls made, or you can um, make your own. Um, and it makes it so much easier to zip and unzip your windows. So just a couple extra dollars and a little time each month could save you thousands of dollars in your soft top replacement. The other thing to note is don't leave caked mud on your soft top. You should wash it off right away because eventually it will fade and wear on the soft top. So now I'm going to talk about that bad stuff called salt. On the periodic table, it's called sodium. And no, not the salt that we like to put on our Mickey D fries, but the kind that keeps our roads from icing up. And Tony, you probably don't get much of this, but if you guys follow me on my social media sites, you know how much I've been annoyed this winter with these our road crews here in Maryland. They've been pouring this salt mixture on our roads like crazy. Um, and I know the road crews are out there spreading the salt for the safety of road travel. I get that. It's a necessary evil. But in my opinion, I think they're overdoing it. And it's getting to the point of ridiculous. Um, you have to remember that road salt is a chemical that's very, very bad for our Jeeps. It's bad for all vehicles, for that matter. It's a corrosive chemical, and it's going to eat away at your undercarriage, and specifically your brake lines and your fuel lines, your frame and your body, if you don't take care of it. Um, and the salt from the ocean is just as bad, too. Um, CBS just, I think on Tuesday, you can go to their, um, their website um, they aired a story on the damage salt can cause to the undercarriage of a vehicle. And this guy had this pickup up on the, 
in the garage and the reporter was underneath it and he was showing the exhaust system and the axles and it was just, there were holes and you could just touch it and it would, you know, flake off. So um, that guy is going to have to spend thousands of dollars to basically replace his underside. Um, And then the executive director for the Office of Study of Automotive Transportation at the University of Michigan, David Cole, he says, no matter how cold it is, you need to wash your car often, every couple of weeks in the winter. He also says that technology of the um, coating that goes on our new vehicles to prevent um, the rust, there's no such thing as a rust-proof vehicle. And ultimately, it's up to us Jeep owners to wash our Jeeps at least twice a month or more often in the winter when the roads are full of salt. So I'm going to be a proactive Jeep owner and keep the nasty chemical slushy off my Jeep. There are tons of tips on how to keep this salt concoction off your Jeep, but I'm going to break it down into three easy tips. Number one is wash your Jeep. At least every two weeks, no matter how cold it is, just make sure you towel dry it. And if you want to keep the locks from freezing, the doors from freezing, you can use um, WD-40 before you wash it. The second thing is use a high pressure sprayer and get underneath the wheel wells, the bumpers, um, and pay special attention to the undercarriage and those brake lines and fuel lines. And the third thing is wax and re-wax, which I have never waxed a vehicle in my life. So I guess this spring I'll be starting. So Tony and Josh, all I can say is old man winter has overstayed his welcome here in Maryland. I've grown tired of those road salt slushies and i'm ready for a little topless in the sun therapy very very soon and don't forget to check out my blog at www.jeepmama.com i'm also on twitter instagram facebook pinterest youtube and tumblr and all my usernames for all those different sites are on my blog so check it out yeah it's jeep mama everywhere except for twitter and it's mama jeep right Yep. Hey, I'd like to uh, expand some- on uh, on what Tammy was talking about. Uh, a product that I have recommended to every Jeep owner that I know with a soft top. It's called the 303 Aerospace Protectant. It's a uh, something that was typically only found in the aerospace industry, uh, and then found its way into whitewater rafting, which I've been a fan of for many many years. And uh, a lot of the guys who I raft with um, are you uh, swear by this stuff. I've used it. Um, I swear by it. I uh, recommend this stuff to. Every Jeep owner that has a soft top, it is a non-silicon based, it is water based, it's a UV protectant and it resists dust and dirt and grime and grit and all the other stuff. 303 aerospace protectant, it's not cheap, but believe me, you get what you pay for. So, uh, Tammy, I don't have, like you were mentioning, I don't have any experience on, uh, the, the road salts. Uh, is it, um. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about the power washer. You did mention that. Do you have a power washer? Have you? Uh, are you planning on getting one? Um, we have one. It's up in the attic right now. But I right now, and and our actually our water for the outside is turned off for because it's winter time. So I just go to one of those um, do-it-yourself car washes. But we do have a power wash that will bring down for the spring and summer and fall. But um, right What's now, all I just car go washing. To, uh, you guys talk about. <laughs> there you go. What was that? I said, what's all this car washing you guys talk about? I'm, I'm uh, holding up a picture right now, Tammy, of my Jeep uh, that's in the garage, and it hasn't been washed, I think, since October. Oh, shame, shame. Yeah, you know, and I was going to mention about the uh, the waxing. My dad uh, told me uh, years ago that 
uh, to, to not wax very too often because it will actually yellow the paint. I mean, the paint, it doesn't actually get yellow, but, uh, the wax on top of it is, uh, yellows, uh, because it's, uh, uh, the color of the, the wax itself. So I think I've waxed my, my 98 Jeep once, and I think it was more important years ago before the clear coat, uh, right. came out. And, uh, so, uh, everybody ought to check, uh, check online, check with your manufacturer and see what they recommend as far as how much waxing uh, you should do of uh, uh, of your vehicle, and also too, it, it may make a difference if it, if you're in an environment uh, like Tammy and Josh are, where there's a lot of uh, snow and ice and uh, salt. So, uh, look, you know, just look up that information before you start go crazy waxing. And for God's sakes, don't wax your vehicle and then drive around for the next six hours with the, the big swirls on there like like they used no. to do when I was a kid. Did you ever see that, guys, whenever they're dr- yes. driving around with the wax on there? You want you just want the wax on there long enough to, to do its thing and get it right off. You don't want to leave it on yeah, there for days. Don't do it in direct sunlight. You don't yes. want to bake that wax on. You're going to end up making a lot more work for yourself. Nice swirlies uh, on all the, all the things. Now, Tammy, you had a, a recent theft uh, involving your Jeep, didn't you? Yes. And, you know, some people say maybe it wasn't a theft. Maybe it just like rattled off, but I do not think so. My, um, I called it a D ring and I'm told it's a shackle. Um, but I went out, you know, some of the, um, off-roading places where you buy your, your parts, off-roading part places call it a D ring as well. But mm-hmm. my, one of my D rings was stolen right off my front bumper and I went and purchased the isolators to keep them from clanging against the bumper and that was taken as well so i was very very upset and it you know i felt a little violated and uh, as you recall my uh, my recommendation was to paint those things purple and then nobody wants them and <laughs> you know what and as a matter of fact i was just getting ready to call the paint guy who painted my grill inserts to see if he could paint um both my d-rings so they match my um, grill inserts but luckily, I when I bought my Rubicon, one of the free things I got were um, shackles. So I oh, had two extra nice. ones. So yeah, cool. I forgot I had them. Yeah, those things are like so uh, have, 12, 13 bucks at least down here. So it's not uh, yeah, not an inexpensive item. Buy. Yeah, it's not an inexpensive item. So um, the uh, you know I'm making fun of you about painting them purple, uh, obviously because I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah, because because <laughs> I think it's I think it's a funny thing to to, to say. But uh, mine are, are painted red. I've got them p- uh, painted PR4 red. It's the same color as my Jeep. Oh, uh, very nice. So, yeah, and uh, I was warning Tammy that if she's going to take those things and uh, get them painted and actually pay somebody to, to do it, that paint's coming off there the first uh, one or two times you use it. So uh, Yeah, do this, it yourself. Yeah, I need to repaint mine. And, uh, well, I, th- I think the problem is, is that because the, her – uh, she's not using a factory purple. I don't know if she can get the 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 paint in a spray can. Uh, yeah, it's um, and he he he's an auto body shop, so he's doing, you know, like the grill inserts are painted like you would, you know, get your car yeah. your Jeep painted or whatever. So he'll do the D rings the same, um, but the color is plum crazy purple. <laughs> oh, okay. Now yeah. here's, here's a trick here, that, here in that, Texas, us men call it purple. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a trick. Now, I've obviously, you know, I daily drove my Jeep for for several years. Um, A lot of vibration. I have a very long commute. I also wheel my Jeep quite a bit. And uh, and my shackles haven't gone anywhere, even uh, amidst uh, thieves patrolling the neighborhood and stuff like that. They've managed to stay on the Jeep. 
Uh, and one of the tricks that I use is is typically those uh, those D ring shackles on the on the clevis side, the clevis pin, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the threaded part um, has a hole on one side, and you can get a screwdriver into that hole and really crank yeah. down those threads and make it virtually impossible for anybody, unless they know what they're doing or have some tools, to get them off and certainly makes it uh, virtually impossible for them to rattle off. So, um, yeah, sure. Okay, it makes it a little bit harder if you're in a recovery situation, if you need to take one off to put it around a tree strap or something like that. Um, but again... You know, it's just nothing but a screwdriver and get it in that hole and then untorque it. But uh, but yeah, that that would be the trick that I would use to to make sure those things stay where they're supposed to. Yeah, I don't know if you've started an oh shit bag or not yet, Tammy. But uh, the the screwdriver yeah. and uh, that you know, just to tighten and loosen those things would be the uh, the the first thing you'd want to go in there with your toe straps, your tree strap, your tree saver, and uh, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So, but yeah, and and I thought that might have been what happened because Tammy's new to Jeeps new to the D-rings, and may not have, uh, you know, torqued that thing up, and that may have rattled, rattled off. But uh, if it was stolen, I, I can't help but think it must have been a kid. Because, yeah. like you say, who's going who's gonna to steal one D-ring? The thing that would have pissed me off most was the isolator, because those isolators are not yeah. cheap. Yeah, I went and bought um, some more, and I also bought, I forget what they're called, but they'll, they'll go right in here. This part here, they're like little rubber circle things. I forget what they're called. And it will help from rattling back and forth. God, I can't think of what they're called. I don't, I don't know uh, anything see, about I, those. I just, I just use uh, large hose O-rings uh, for those things. And because, uh, yeah, I've That's got, I've got them on either side of mine. And, and they're cheap. You can get them at the, you know, a dime a dozen down at the hardware store or something like that. And yeah, sure. Uh, you know, one summer and, and uh, they get chapped and cracked and they fall off and, and so what, you know, they're super cheap and you can get another one, you know, real easy. So, so if you guys would like to, uh, uh, contribute to the buy Tammy, a D ring, <laughs> <laughs> she's starting a, a Kickstarter campaign. So <laughs> find the bastard, find the little bastard that stole my D ring <laughs> and we'll string his ass up. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's never fun to have anybody, uh, do anything, you know, to violate your, your possession basically whether they're breaking into your home or breaking into your Jeep or uh, t- taking things off of it or, you know, key in it, or uh, I don't care if they just go down to like on a Cherokee where the, uh, the, the gas tank flap is right there and they're just doing it back and forth. It's like, stop it, stop touching my Jeep. You know, it's, it's, it's not yours. Have some manners, go away. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't blame you. Oh, uh, real quick. I don't know if this applies to the JK or not, but on the TJ, uh, I bought a best top, uh, and I can't remember the model right now, but I bought a best top for uh, my wife's 2003 TJ and it was, uh, like $525 shipped. So when you mentioned a thousand dollars, uh, for the top now, it's not, obviously the TJ isn't a four door. So that might be one of the reasons why, uh, that it's closer to a thousand dollars. But I, I just wonder if maybe best top doesn't have a, uh, a top for the JK it's more in line with that uh, $500 price tag than the thousand. Cause a thousand sounds like an awful lot for a soft top. It, I guess it just depends on what kind you get. Like I see here, there's one for um, $500. Um, I really like the, I, the one we got because we can actually take off the side panels and just leave right. the top panel uh, or, uh, and it also folds back because I think that's uh, th- doesn't the JK come like that where you can fold the 
the the passenger uh, driver passenger front back isn't that a standard on the yours yeah. yours does that right so yeah. uh, the, I, I can fold it down into many different levels yeah so the 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 best top for the TJ does that so she can actually flip it back uh, herself I always have to wind up doing uh, all the taking off of the panels uh, because it's a little too high up for her and also too you mentioned about the 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 zipper thing it's got hard yeah. to get that zipper yeah, so on and here, off. Um, it's extreme terrain. They range from anywhere from three fifty to um, sixteen hundred dollars. Wow! So the sixteen hundred one is uh, all gold. No, yeah. apparently it's gold trimmed. <laughs> no, it's um, yeah. It just depends, I guess, on what kind you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I think that uh, we need to wrap this thing up and uh, let these people on the uh, various coasts get get some sleep. So uh, we're going to roll the music. <clears throat> Well, that's the show, and we sure appreciate you guys being here with us tonight. And hope you, uh, hopefully, you learned something, you enjoyed something. Uh, there was a little something for everybody. Uh, and uh, well, uh, don't forget to go over to xjtalk.com, our uh, Jeep uh, forum. All kinds of Jeeps are there, not just Cherokees. That's the way it started out. That's the the majority of what you will see. But it doesn't mean you uh, can't come over there and talk about the uh, the Jeep you have and that uh, that you love. There's also wranglertalk.com, and uh, you can go over there if you want to do some specific Wrangler talk. I mean, guys, guys, we know that if you're listening to the podcast right now, you're not likely in a place where you can hit a subscribe button, take the time to give us one of those awesome five-star ratings, or even write us a review. You may be driving, working out, trying to type, or hit a small little button while you're trying to do all that it can be dangerous or distracting. I mean, heck, who wants to risk a faceplant while you're on the elliptical? Not me. Not like you'd ever find me on one of those anyways. Anyways, uh, we're going to make it easy on you guys. Not sure how yet, but we'll come up with something. Until then, set a reminder to subscribe to our YouTube channel and set an alarm to give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Make sure you guys are spreading the word about all of our various online presences, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn.com, of course, iTunes, YouTube, and XJTalk.com and XJTalkShow.com. All those domain names, hard to remember, but uh, easy to write down. So, um, well, just hit the rewind button and you can find them again. Yeah, if you do a search for XJ Talk, you'll find uh, most everything. Uh, Jeep uh, Cherokee XJ Talk, uh, Jeep XJ Talk, uh, 4x4 Podcast XJ Talk. Uh, it's, uh, there's all kinds of ways you can find us. Uh, we're all over the place and uh, we probably ought to have one name so we don't have to explain all this. <laughs> Right. And don't forget, guys, you can be a part of the show as well. You can do us a number of different ways by dropping us a uh, uh, an email over like at uh, our news tips at xjtalkshow.com. You can use our speak pipe feature, which is a, like an online an online uh, voice recorder there uh, right on our website. Uh, make sure you use your smartphone or a uh, microphone hooked up to the computer. And of course, you can give our 24-7 voicemail line a call 530-675-4102. Hey, this is Tony, and uh, for Tammy, you know her as Jeep Mama. Check her out on JeepMama.com. You guys have a great night, and uh, have a great Jeep week. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.